Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, December 31st, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. On today's show, I will react to all of Week 17 in the NFL. I will go over the entire playoff picture as the NFL playoffs begin this Saturday. I'll also give you a few predictions for 2019, which is something I had to do in my column for the Boston Metro newspaper. So a couple 2019 predictions for you. And I have some thoughts on the Mayweather fight in Tokyo. That's right. He actually went through with this fight in Tokyo, made $9 million, and it was a quick fight. I'll talk about that, and I have some thoughts on the NHL Winter Classic, the Bruins and the Blackhawks at Notre Dame, all of it presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C, that's promo code PICK, P-I-C, and what would I do without DraftKings? DraftKings keeps it going in the NFL playoffs, and the wild card round is this weekend. You could play for free in the 800K play action contest, $800,000 in total prizes, with $50,000 going to first place. And the payouts after that are really good. If you finish in the top 35, you can win over 1000 bucks. Again, you can play for free in the 800K play action contest by using my promo code PICK. P-I-C at DraftKings.com. Today's show is also presented by BetOnline. Sign up today at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% welcome bonus with the NFL playoffs about to begin. Right now is the perfect time to make your online bets at BetOnline.ag. I'm also looking at the spread right now for the college football national championship. It'll be Alabama versus Clemson. I think a matchup we all thought we were going to see. That's the matchup. Alabama, Clemson, Monday, January 7th, a week from today. So next Monday, and the spread right now at betonline.ag is Alabama, a six-point favorite over Clemson. I do not think Alabama is going to lose this game, at least I would not bet against Alabama with anything under seven points. We'll see where this spread goes in the next week. But as of right now, I wouldn't bet against Alabama minus six. Uh, maybe if that, you know, thing goes up. But I, I think if anything, it goes the other way. So um, I, I, I think that my bet right now would be Alabama. But that's just one of the many things that I'm looking at at betonline.ag. I'm also looking at the odds to win Super Bowl 53 on February 3rd in Atlanta, entering the playoffs. New Orleans is the favorite right now. The Saints are the favorite to win it all at plus 250. Check out all the odds right now at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, betonline.ag. Welcome to the show on this New Year's Eve. We are almost through the holidays. We almost made it. And if you've been paying attention to this podcast, you know that I dropped a best of 2018 episode, the best moments of 2018 on the Danny Picard show. I dropped that episode for you 
a few days ago, so make sure you check that out at some point. What I did was I took the 20 most downloaded episodes from 2018, and then I picked the 10 best moments. I don't give you 10 whole shows. I picked the 10 best moments from the 20 most downloaded episodes, and I put that together for a best of 2018 edition of the Danny Picard Show. Uh, but this today is the last official show of the year, and if you're going to ring in the new year, you should do it the right way by staying hydrated. Chances are you're going to go have a couple drinks to celebrate New Year's, and if you do, you might not be feeling so hot the next day. Maybe you won't be feeling so hot for the entire week. Well, I have the perfect remedy for you. The IV. That's right, the IV. Put the Gatorade and the Pedialyte bottles down, please. It's not going to work the way you want it to work. You need to jump on the IV. It's a company called IV League Hydration, and they're right here in Boston. IV League Hydration utilizes a common, minimally invasive procedure to deliver fluids, vitamins, and other nutritional supplements directly into your bloodstream to provide immediate relief and hydration. And it's not just hangovers. They can help you with cold and flu symptoms, jet lag before a big meeting. How about your athletic performance? I know many pro athletes who use IV hydration as part of their normal routine to perform at the highest level. They have a new store in Southie, or here's the best part. They can come to you. Check out their website, ivleaguehydrate.com. That's ivleaguehydrate.com to see all of their different IV hydration packages. Or you can just give them a call, 1-800-905-4252. That's 1-800-905-4252. Look better, feel better, and of course, perform better with IV League hydration. So let's get to it. The NFL playoffs begin on Saturday. Uh, The regular season in the NFL, it's already over. It's already come and gone, the regular season. Can you believe it? Just like that, it's over. And the regular season ended with the Indianapolis Colts beating the Mariota-less Titans in Tennessee on Sunday Night Football, or as Al Michaels would say, the Mariota. What was what was going on with Al Michaels last night? Al Michaels, and we know the guy likes to bet. We know he likes to he even mentions, you know, the the spreads or the over-unders during the broadcast uh, in subtle ways, right? We know Al Michaels likes to gamble. But I feel like lately, this season, or at least late in this season, he's been showing a little, like he's been a little too strong with with basically telling us who he betted on. And, and he does this by, by the calls for the touchdowns. Like, it's so evident. Like, this year more than ever before, and maybe last night on Sunday Night Football in Week 17 more than ever before, the Colts scored a late touchdown, and it was a huge touchdown. It basically sealed the deal on, on, on the game, and, and the, the stakes for this game were huge outside of gambling because the winner of this game between Indianapolis and Tennessee would advance to the playoffs, and the loser's season was over. Last night was basically a playoff game. When you get a touchdown late in what is a playoff game, which is a touchdown that seals the deal on a win, the play-by-play guy for, for the national TV broadcast game of the week on NBC shouldn't, shouldn't have a call on that touchdown by saying, Indianapolis, touchdown, Colts. Like, like 
give me some energy. You could tell right then and there that Al Michaels bet on the Tennessee Titans. He took the home team. He did. He took the home team. He was betting against Andrew Luck. He bet against the Colts. Uh, And, you know, I told you on Thursday's podcast that if I had, you know, I was going to stay away from this game, but if you put a gun in my head and you made me make a bet, I'd take the home team in this one. I would take the home team. I really would. But that was before Mariota was out. I didn't know Mariota would be out. Or as Al Michaels would say, Mariota. It was just Al Michaels. He had a weird night. It was just it was a strange. It, it sounded strange. And I think it sounded strange because it, it was evident based on his tone, especially at the end of the game and, and that final Colts touchdown that sealed the deal. It was evident that Al Michaels bet the Tennessee Titans to win that game. Right, even though Andrew Luck has never lost to Tennessee, I mean, I would have been with him, but I and I told you that on Thursday, but and we knew Mariota was banged up, but I didn't think Mariota wouldn't play. And has there ever been a quarterback who gets less attention than Mariota when he misses a game with an injury? Honestly, I feel like Mariota. It's like const- maybe that's what it is. Maybe he misses games with injuries so much that. You know, we don't even we don't even think twice about it. We're like, oh, Mariota's out with an injury. Oh, another big game he misses. Oh, I, I. But this one was this is a huge game for that Titans organization. This was a huge game. This was a playoff game. Mariota's out, and it's like nobody. I felt like nobody was really making a big deal about it. But he was out. The Colts win the game, and with that win, the Colts get into the tournament. They get that final playoff spot in the AFC. The Colts will be the sixth seed. I'll get to the playoff picture in a minute, but my picks in week 17, I went 5-0 and with the money line for the second straight week. So with the regular season over, my, my record in the regular season, my final record, 57-28, and 57 wins, 28 losses with the money line as part of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. I did not win the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge, though... I have not been told yet if we're going to extend this into the playoffs. Uh, but even if we extend it into the playoffs, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to win. I don't, I don't think I really have a shot. Uh, that said, I'm st- here's what I'm going to do in the playoffs for you. You know, I'm going to get picks, picks back to my. I'm going to bring it back to my rules in the playoffs, which means I'm going to pick with the spread here in the playoffs. All right, that's what I'm going to give you. So I got picks on Thursday with the spread. No more money line with the spread. That is coming on Thursday. I'll also give you my official NFL playoff predictions now that we know uh, what the first round matchups at least will look like. I'll give you all that on Thursday. I mean, on this show today, I'm going to go over everything. And and I I mean, I do, I do have some thoughts and I guess some early picks, but don't make these picks today. I guess my, don't make them my official picks. My official picks will be Thursday and they will be with the spread. So, um, I did go five and zero in week 17 and my draft Kings got to have him play was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he only got you 18 points. Yeah. I, I need to be better than that. Um, I'll give you a draft Kings got to have him play for the wild card round on Thursday as well. Uh, but the top stories from Week 17, obviously playoff-related. I-, I think you got a couple top stories. First, in the AFC, you know, the Ravens and the Colts get in. 
Uh, the Colts, I told you, they got that six seed because they beat Tennessee. The Ravens get in because they found a way to get that big interception late against the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens beat Cleveland. I mean, I was with Tony Romo in that moment. I don't know why Cleveland, with a minute left, with one timeout, did not call a timeout. They were rushing to the line. The play clock was going down to five. It was really, you know, a fourth down play. That was it. Call a timeout. You know, in their mind, they're probably, I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, well, we want that timeout to set up for the field goal. Well, it's like, hey, you got a fourth down play. You're not going to kick the long field goal. You're going to go for it. So if you get the first down, you know, you're going to have to really get to that field goal target line anyways. You still have time to rush up and maybe get another playoff. You could throw an incomplete pass, or if you need to, you get three plays where you can spike one of them. So, I mean, there was enough time left where you should have used, Cleveland should have used their timeout. Instead, they rested a line of scrimmage. The play clock's running down. They rest the play. If I'm the Steelers, I'm upset that Cleveland didn't call a timeout there. Because Baltimore, you know, they, they forced the interception on that fourth down play. The game was over at that point. And because Baltimore wins that game, Pittsburgh, who had won their game against Cincinnati, just barely, Pittsburgh's wide, you know, they're all in Heinz Field looking up at the big screen, rooting for Cleveland, and Baltimore wins because Baltimore won. Baltimore gets in, wins the division, gets into the playoffs, and Pittsburgh is out. So that's a top story. The Ravens and the Colts get in, and the Steelers do not. And then in the NFC, Philadelphia beats Washington And they get in because Minnesota loses to Chicago. So the Eagles get the sixth seed. And all eyes really on that, all eyes are on Nick Foles, who had to leave the game with an injury, an injury to the ribs that he actually suffered the week before with a big hit that he took. I mean, he took that hit and still returned on that final drive. And then, uh, so Foles leaves that game uh, against Washington. Sudfeld comes in. And uh, so all eyes now with the Eagles winning their game and Minnesota losing to Chicago, the Eagles get the sixth seed, Minnesota's out, and all eyes will be on Nick Foles. Early reports are that Nick Foles should be okay, but we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, uh, got the week to keep an eye on that. So those are, I think, the top stories. In the AFC, Ravens and Colts get in, Steelers do not. And in the NFC, Philly gets in that final spot, and Minnesota does not. And much of the same from Kirk Cousins. And, and I don't want to see Kirk Cousins, you know, trying to show his receivers how to run routes on the sideline. Do that behind the scenes. Kirk Cousins, I told you, I, I, I don't buy into him because I bet on him so many times when he was with Washington and every single time he let me down. I've been telling you this about Kirk Cousins. I, I just, he likes to throw down the field. He likes to throw it deep. But he's certainly not a guy that can get it done in the big spot. And I've been telling you that for a long time. Minnesota is seeing that right now. And the Vikings don't even make the playoffs. And and because they lose to Chicago and Philly beats Washington, Philly gets in. So those are the top stories. Here in New England, the local story is the Patriots offense looking really good. in a win over the Jets. Uh, yeah, you, you should beat the Jets, right? I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not going to. I'm not going to look at the Patriots' offense and the Patriots' win over the Jets and 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 crown them one of the best teams in the league right now. I'm not going to do it. 
but you have to acknowledge the Patriots' passing attack looked a whole lot better than it did the week before against the Bills. With this win, though, over the Jets, the Patriots clinched the number two seed, which means they clinch a first-round bye, which means they clinch a home game in the divisional round. And the Patriots' divisional round game with the first-round bye, the divisional round game, will be Sunday, January 13th at Gillette Stadium at 1 o'clock on CBS. So you got a Sunday 105 kickoff at Gillette. I hate Sunday 105 kickoffs at Gillette. I hate it. I've said I've told you this all the time. Whether it's regular season, playoffs, I mean we don't see many Sunday 105 playoff games at Gillette, right? And I think the ones that we have seen, they haven't really worked out well. The one that I can think of is actually the one where Ray Rice busted up the middle. Early on, was it the first drive? Was it the first play of the game? Was it like a 75-yard run or something? 70-yard run for Ray Rice up the middle at Gillette? Was that a 105 Sunday start? Was that a wild card round game? Um, I, I don't like, forget about that. Just in general, any game, Sunday at 1 o'clock at Gillette. I think it's the sun. I think I hate the way the sun is shining down at Gillette Stadium in an awkward way at 1 o'clock on Sundays this time of year. I hate it. I hate it. And uh, it, it really, and this might sound stupid, but it does affect the passing game, at least on one side of the field, early in the first half. It does. I mean, maybe the first three quarters. So I, I hate that. But, hey, it, it's it's better than having to do it in the wild card round, I guess. So the Patriots in the divisional round, Sunday, January 13th, a 105 kickoff on CBS. They will play either Houston, Baltimore, or the Chargers. If Houston beats Indianapolis, it's automatically Houston coming to Gillette. If if Houston loses and the Colts beat Houston in Houston, which the Colts have already done this year, if the Colts win that game, in Houston, then the Colts as the sixth seed automatically go to Kansas City, which means the Patriots would play the winner of Baltimore and the L.A. Chargers. All right? So the Patriots are either playing Houston, Baltimore, or the Chargers. The only team the Patriots can't play from the wild card round is Indianapolis. It's the only team the Patriots won't play because if Indy wins, Indy automatically goes to Kansas City, uh, but just real quick at the Patriots, and I, I was tweeting this out yesterday after the Patriots beat the Jets, and I, and I wasn't tweeting this out because of how good the Patriots offense looked against the, the lowly Jets. The Patriots offense should look good against the Jets. It should look that good. I mean, I still have some questions with it, right? I still have some questions with Gronk. Uh, I still have some questions with some of the stuff that's going on between Brady and Edelman. Like, there's some miscommunications there with Brady and Edelman that I'm not used to seeing, especially this time of year. And I can't tell if it's on Edelman or Brady. Or maybe a combination of both. Or maybe it's on McDaniels. I don't, I don't know. But there is some. there's still some stuff there that I have questions about. I have questions as to, you know, how much are they going to use Philip Dorsett? Obviously, you saw him used in this game against the Jets on Sunday. But, um, you know, there's still some questions there. The Patriots' offense should look good against the Jets. So I didn't just tweet this out yesterday because Patriots' offense looked good against the Jets. I tweeted this out yesterday because I feel like 
It, it's funny to me how everybody forgets that crazy report last year at this time as the Patriots had a first-round bye. And, you know, before the Patriots ended up going on to advance to their second straight Super Bowl. Yeah, they lost that Super Bowl to Philly. We don't need to, I don't need to get back into that. But last year at this time, it's funny to me how everybody forgets that crazy report from Seth Wickersham on ESPN.com that was released at like one in the morning, right? Going into the wild, the weekend of the wild card round. It was like a, was it like a Thursday, Friday night? Like one in the morning? Wickersham has this report where he says, talking to Patriots staffers and, and people around the league, there's a palpable sense within the Patriots room that this is the last year that Kraft, Belichick, and Brady will be doing this together. That was, the, that was a strong report. Those are, those are some strong words. That was a strong report to come out of your ESPN. And that was talking about last year. The Patriots responded to that by going back to the Super Bowl, which it's not, you know, I know we are like Super Bowl a bust in this town. And I think everybody around the league, because the expectations are so high, it's like, well, if the Patriots don't go to the Super Bowl, it's a failure, right? It's a failure. I mean, we say that and everybody says that, I think, because of the expectations, Try saying that to somebody that's been rooting for the Jets, the Bills, or the Dolphins. So try, try, try telling those fans that. Like, they're just trying to get to the playoffs. They're just trying to finish third in the fucking division. I mean, Seth Wickersham has this report last year. Patriots respond by going to the Super Bowl. Patriots come back this year. Yeah, there was some stuff that happened in the offseason. I still think for the most part, though, everything's blown out of proportion because of who they are and because of what people are rooting for. People are rooting for the Patriots' demise, right? And so sometimes people hear what they want to hear, see what they want to see, and they create drama that maybe isn't really there. The Patriots not only last year responded to Seth Wickersham's report by getting to the Super Bowl, but they respond this year by getting the number two seed in the first round bye. And once again, of a home playoff game in the divisional round. And the Patriots, who are 8-0 at home this year, I tweeted out yesterday on Sunday after the Patriots beat the Jets and clinched the two-seed, I tweeted out that there's a palpable sense in my living room that the Patriots, who are undefeated at home this year, have a pretty good chance to advance to their eighth straight AFC championship game. Because that's what it will be if the Patriots can win their divisional game at home Sunday, January 13th at 1 o'clock against either Houston, Baltimore, or the Chargers. If the Patriots win that game on January 13th, they will play on Sunday, January 20th in the AFC Championship at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS. You'll get Nance and Romo, and they'll be going into that game saying, wow, for the eighth straight year, the Patriots are one of the final four teams left in the National Football League's annual tournament, annual championship tournament. For the eighth straight year, the Patriots are in the AFC Championship. 
So I tweeted yesterday, there's a palpable sense in my living room that there's a pretty good chance the Patriots will get to the 8th straight AFC Championship. Why? Because they're so good at home. And why? Because I look at Houston, Baltimore, and the Chargers, and I think to myself, well, I mean, if you made me pick right now, I think it's going to be Houston. I think it's going to be Houston because I think Houston's going to win at home over Indianapolis. An upset could happen, though, because like I said a few minutes ago, Indy has already gone into Houston and won this year. And if that happens, then it's either Baltimore or the Chargers. And the Chargers, who are actually better on the road than they are at home, I know Baltimore just beat the Chargers a couple weeks ago in L.A., but you get to see Lamar Jackson again. I think maybe the first time he could sneak up on you, the second time, and also the Chargers, they're better on the road. You know, I mean, you could see the five and the six seeds win. I, I just, if I put my money on it, I'd say Houston wins. And if Houston wins, it doesn't matter what else happens. Houston's coming to Gillette. The Patriots can be Houston at Gillette. But again, it, f- to me, the Patriots, it's it's having that game at home is huge. They are so good at home. It is such a benefit to their defense to be at home. I would not bet against the Patriots at home. If that game was in Houston, I'd sound like a different person talking about this team and talking about the Patriots' chances of getting to the AFC Championship, but because it is at home, that's the biggest thing, and I would not bet against the Patriots, even these Patriots, who are 11-5 and this year, I wouldn't bet against them at home because, you know, eight of those 11 wins have come at home. And if they win that game at home, they get to the eighth straight AFC Championship. Is, is there any update? Because of that, like, is there any update from ESPN? Is there any update from Seth Wickersham? I, I I feel like when you have a report like that, and the, res- and, and the way the team and the organization that you reported on responds to your report, like, how accurate was Seth Wickersham's report? The only thing that was, I, I think, maybe factual in his report or was not, should I say, was not an exaggeration of the facts in his report last year, was that Jimmy Garoppolo rejected a contract extension from the Patriots. That that, that should have been the story. That should have been the only thing Seth Wickersham wrote. But instead, he went one step further. He exaggerated all the things that he was hearing, and he's like, oh, this, this sky is falling in New England. You know, his report that had the sky is falling in New England Results in the Patriots getting to a Super Bowl. And then the following season, the Patriots getting the first round by and the number two seed in the playoffs. So, at any point, like, has Seth Wickersham even tweeted anything about the Patriots? Like, I, I'm confused by this. It's funny. Nobody's talking about it. Like, everyone's talking about the Patriots and... Oh, they have problems. They have this, they have that. They're the two seed in the AFC. They got a first round bye. Like, that story from Wickersham, I think, will go down as one of the more embarrassing moments for ESPN. Right? What happens if the Patriots get to the AFC Championship? What happens if the Patriots go to their third straight Super Bowl? Which is possible. Don't tell me it's not. Because the Patriots, as as crazy as this might sound to people, the Patriots still have a chance to play the AFC Championship at Gillette Stadium. Now, the only way that could happen is if Kansas City gets upset in the divisional round. Kansas City, uh, they will play either Indianapolis 
LA, the Chargers, or Baltimore. Now, again, if Indy beats Houston, Indy goes to KC. But if it, go, if it plays out the way I think it'll play out, Houston will win that game, come to Gillette, and Kansas City will be hosting the winner of the Chargers and the Ravens. And, man, if it's the Chargers again, they already went into Kansas City and won not too long ago. If the Chargers could win that game, the Patriots, if they could beat Houston, would get the AFC Championship at home. And so now we're talking about the road to the Super Bowl going through Gillette. And if the Patriots get to the Super Bowl again, like, I I just feel that ESPN and Seth Wickersham, they threw a report out there last year that was, I mean, it was a serious report. That was a big deal. But was it, was it accurate? At all? Like, the things that we're seeing, like, like if you're an editor or even you're the reporter, like, at what point do you get all that stuff and go, well, is this, is this as serious as I, I'm, I'm about to make it out to be? Because I'm making it out to be pretty serious. And, and I, I guess the way the Patriots just continue to have success you know, last year after that was written, they went to the Super Bowl. And then this year, they're 11-5. All right, the record isn't phenomenal. The record's worse than I thought it was going to be. I gave the Patriots a 13-3 and preseason prediction. Some people said they were going to be 12-4. and They end up 11-5. and <laughs> The Patriots, there was one year, the year Brady was out with the knee injury back in 08. Patriots had 11 wins with, what, Matt Castle, right? And they didn't even get to the playoffs. So... You know, eleven and five isn't isn't anything to to have a parade over to to throw a party over, but you know, with the tiebreaker, I mean, you got to give the Patriots credit; they have the same record as Houston, eleven and five, and you, you can knock the AFC East all you want. The Patriots winning that division, but all right, you win that division, you still had to win the tiebreaker by beating Houston early in the year, and they did that; they beat Houston. So the Patriots own that tiebreaker, which earned them the first round bye. There's still a lot of good stuff that happened to the Patriots. I know people are going to try to always point to the negative stuff, but, I mean, there's no denying what the Patriots are right now. They have the two-seed in the AFC, they have a first-round bye, and they have a divisional round game at home, probably against the team that they already beat this year, in a, in a place, in a building, that they're undefeated. There ain't no, right? And so the chances of them getting to the eighth straight AFC championship, it really is what's going on with the Patriots is the complete opposite of what ESPN and Seth Wickersham reported last year. But yet I, it's kind of crickets from everybody. It is, yeah, crickets. Like, where, where's the update on that story? Right? Where's the update? Where is it? It's emba- it was an embarrassing, I think it was an embarrassing story. I, I think if, you know, the editor in me, and not the Patriots fan in me, the editor in me looks at what Seth Wickersham wrote last year, and I, I have to read it all, and I told you at the time. I mean, it's funny. I, I opened the best of 2018 episode that I released a couple days ago. I opened that with my rant from last January 6th. The January 6th, 2018. I opened the best of 2018 episode with my rant 
reacting to Seth Wickersham's report where I crushed Seth Wickersham. And I'll tell you the same thing to close out 2018 as I told it to open 2018. The only thing that I saw that was really factual and newsworthy, because it's factual, in that Seth Wickersham report is that Jimmy Garoppolo rejected a contract extension to stay with the Patriots. That's, that's it. That's the head, that should be the headline. That should be the story. That's not the Patriots fan of me speaking. That's the editor in me speaking to you. And, and when you see the Patriots continuing to have success, when you see that Wickersham was wrong, that last year wasn't the last year for Kraft, Belichick, Brady, that this year isn't the last year of Kraft, Belichick, Brady. It's not. Do people think Brady's walking away after this? He's not. He's not. He's not. Belichick's not either. Kraft isn't either. I mean, Wickersham's story was wrong. It was wrong. And the Patriots keep proving them wrong. The Patriots will go into next season as the favorite to win the AFC East, which will give them a shot to get a first-round bye in next year's playoffs. And it's like, we're going to keep doing this. And yet we're going to continue to hear crickets from Seth Wickersham and ESPN. It's, it's a joke. It really is a joke. It's a joke. I mean, I... And, and and this is kind of, I don't want look I don't want to be a reporter but I had a report earlier in the year not to pump my own tires but but hey no one else is going to do it for me nobody else is going to promote me so why don't I just promote myself I gave you a a report a bombshell report I actually tweeted this the other day too I said who had a a a better bombshell report a more factual bombshell report in 2018 me or Seth Wickersham my bombshell report was that the Houston Astros was spying on the Red Sox in the ALCS at Fenway. And nobody else would have reported that if I didn't. So it was a Spygate story that turned out to be accurate. Major League Baseball confirmed it with me. That's why I reported it. Factual. I almost didn't run with that. I needed the on-the-record comments from certain people, and I got them. And it was factual. Right? I wasn't trying to just stir the pot. I heard something, I followed up, and I get some facts, and I reported it. Wickersham, ESPN, they heard some stuff. I think they they exaggerated the facts, and I think they went with the headline and an angle to that story that was, you know, more fairy tale than real life. And if they wanted to just stick with the real-life hard news, factual stories, they would have said, wow, Jimmy Garoppolo rejected. Here's the, here's the, the, the contract he rejected. That's, that was the news. But no. And, and now, Patriots, they continue to have success. They get a first-round buy in this crickets. I don't hear an update from ESPN. Any update? Seth Wickersham. <laughs> Any update, Seth? Nothing. You got nothing. You have nothing. Clueless. You are clueless. Okay? Clueless. And it pisses me off. It really does piss me off. And, you know, now that's the Patriots fan in me. The part of it, it pissed me off. The Patriots fan in me. It pissed me off. But, listen, right now, I told you the Patriots rode. I think they're going to play Houston. I, I mean, let's look at it this way. The, the wild card weekend. Uh, you got the Saturday games. This Saturday, 435, number six seed. Indianapolis Colts go to the number three seed, Houston Texans. That's at 435 on Saturday. 
then you got the number five seed Seattle Seahawks at the number four seed Dallas Cowboys. That's on Saturday night at 8.15 on Fox. So number five Seattle going to number four Dallas. And then on Sunday of this weekend in the wild card round, you got number five LA Chargers going to the number four seed Baltimore Ravens. That game's at one o'clock on Sunday. And then Sunday at 4.40, you got the number six seed Philadelphia Eagles going to the number three seed Chicago Bears at 4.40 in Chicago on Sunday. Out of these four wildcard matchups on wildcard weekend on Saturday, this Saturday and Sunday, only one of these games is a matchup that we have not seen this season, and that is Philadelphia-Chicago. The Eagles and the Bears have not played each other this season. They have not. Chicago, a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The three-seed Bears hosting the six-seed Philadelphia Eagles. Again, Nick Foles, early reports that he's going to be okay. Chicago, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, uh, the other three games, they're, they're going to be rematches. Uh, Indianapolis-Houston in the AFC, they split their head-to-head. They're, they're, you know, they're division rivals, so they play each other twice, and they split. Now, most recently, Indianapolis went into Houston and won. So they go into Houston now, knowing it's a place they can win, knowing it's a team they can beat, and Indy's got to be feeling good about themselves. They basically have already won a playoff game in Week 17. That was a playoff game. Must win. Colts' offense looks good. I mean, I think if they can play any defense on the road, which is going to be tough to do, then they got a shot. Indy's got a shot. They really do. They got a shot, but I'd still take Houston. The Texans are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, the other AFC game, I told you the number five seed Chargers at number four, Baltimore. Baltimore beat the Chargers in L.A. in Week 16. Uh, you know, that was a huge, huge win for Baltimore and a terrible loss for the Chargers. But, you know, I think the Chargers, I told you, they're better on the road. What are they, 7-1 and one on the road? The Chargers are better on the road than they are at home. And Chargers got a shot to win. They see Lamar Jackson again. You know, I, I, I really do think the Chargers got a shot in that one. But it is a rematch. Baltimore won the first one. And then in the NFC, I told you number 5, Seattle going to number 4, Dallas. Seattle beat Dallas earlier in the year, very early in the year. I think it was like week 3. A week four. And that game was in Seattle. Tough, tough place to play. It's going to be different now in Dallas. It really is. It's going to be different in Dallas. Uh, and, and when I look at the AFC versus the NFC in the wild card round, I think the biggest difference is you have a better chance of upsets in the AFC in the wild card round than you do in the NFC. You do. Because in the NFC, I don't think you have a good chance for upsets in the NFC in the wild card round. Because Chicago's at home... And I know they're playing the defending champs. And I know the Eagles, you know, they're coming into the playoffs strong, even though Nick Foles is banged up. But even if Nick Foles wasn't banged up, you know, even if it was Carson Wentz, like Chicago, they have a top defense. You have one of the best defenses in the league in their own building. That's a recipe for success at home in the playoffs. I would not bet against Chicago. And, and the same goes for Dallas. I like Seattle, and if that game was in Seattle between the Seahawks and the Cowboys, I'd probably be taking Seattle. But it's in Dallas. The Cowboys have, well, they got a top five defense. Maybe I think they're ranked sixth in the league, averaging 20 points 
They they allow 20 points a game on average. But they're, they're one of the top defenses in the league, the Cowboys, and one of the top defenses in the league at home. Again, recipe for success in the playoffs. I cannot bet against that. I don't think we're, we're going to see an upset in the wild card round in the NFC. At least there's a better chance for upsets in the AFC in the wild card round because, like I told you, the six-seed Colts feeling good about themselves and they should feel good about themselves in Houston. It's a place they won not too long ago, and the Chargers are better on the road. And, and you know, they get to see Lamar Jackson again. I think Chargers get a shot. They do. They get a shot. Chargers have had a better year than Baltimore. They have. Chargers just, you know, they they were unlucky having the Chiefs in their division. Or, or the Chargers would be the, they'd be the, the one seed. They'd be the best team in the AFC. And you look at Melvin Gordon, he suffered an, uh, Melvin Gordon suffered an ankle injury in week 17. But they're saying it's nothing big. I guess the real concern with Melvin Gordon is still the knee. He returned from that knee injury a couple weeks ago. Hasn't been great since, but um, we'll we'll see what he looks like in this game against Baltimore. But I think there's a, a there's a shot. I mean, the Chargers were this close to being the one seed in the AFC, and they're a better team on the road. There's just a better shot at upsets in the AFC in the wild card round. Now, if you're asking me as a Patriots fan, who I want to see in the divisional round? Again, the options. Patriots can't play the Colts. They will either play the Chargers, the Ravens, or the Texans. If you're asking me who I want the Patriots to play out of those three teams, give me Baltimore. I Here's what I'll be rooting for. And if you're a Patriots fan, here's what I will tell you you should be rooting for on Wild Card Weekend as well. You should be rooting for Indianapolis to upset Houston, which means Indy goes to Kansas City, and then... You should be rooting for Baltimore to beat the Chargers. If that, let me clarify. Let me let me clarify here. If we're just talking about the best matchup for the Patriots in the divisional round at home, and the reason I say Baltimore would be the best matchup for the Patriots in the divisional round at home is because Baltimore has a rookie quarterback. Bill Belichick at home against rookie quarterbacks doesn't lose. What is this? What is it? Eleven Belichick's eleven and zero at home against rookie quarterbacks. Belichick's eleven and zero at Gillette Stadium against rookie quarterbacks. Out of all the rookie quarterbacks that could come into Gillette Stadium and win a playoff game, you're telling me it's going to be Lamar Jackson? I don't think so. I don't think so. If it was in Baltimore, I might feel differently. It's at Gillette Stadium again. Facts of facts. Belichick, it's a fact. He does not lose at home to rookie quarterbacks, and that's why I say Baltimore is the best possible matchup, and I would like to see Baltimore if we're just talking about that divisional round. Now, if you want to think bigger picture than that, which I I think you probably should, the bigger picture would be, what's the, not, not what is the Patriots' best divisional round matchup. The bigger picture is, What's the Patriots' best road to the Super Bowl? And again, it's obvious. The best road to the Super Bowl, the best path, would be to have the AFC Championship at home. What's the best way for the Patriots to get the AFC Championship at home? You know what that would be? That would be to have Houston beat Indy and have Houston come to Gillette and you hope that the Patriots can be who they are at home 
and squeeze out a win against the Texans. And then you hope the Chargers upset Baltimore. And you hope the Chargers go into Kansas City and upset the Chiefs in Kansas City. A team the Chargers already beat, a place the Chargers already won, a game I think the Chargers can win again. So the Patriots, if you're just talking about best divisional round matchup, specifically that one divisional round game, out of the teams they could play, it's Baltimore because Belichick doesn't lose to rookie quarterbacks at home. If you're talking bigger picture and what we should be rooting for for the Patriots to get that AFC championship at home, which is so important, and I know I'm overlooking the divisional round, but, you know, you're asking me to think big picture? I'm thinking big picture. AFC championship at home, the best way to get that is to have Houston beat Indy and to have the Chargers beat the Ravens and the Chargers go into Kansas City. The Chargers are the team that you want to see going into Kansas City in the divisional round because they have the best chance to beat the Chiefs out of the teams that could play the Chiefs in the divisional round. The Chargers have the best chance to beat them. And if they do that, the Patriots, if they can win their divisional round game, the Patriots will get the AFC Championship at Gillette Stadium. And that is probably more important than anything else that we could be talking about in the playoff picture for the Patriots is getting that AFC Championship at home. How do you get it? I know you got a one game at a time. Handle your own business. Control what you can control if you're the Patriots. Worry about your divisional round opponent. Me, I can worry about the AFC Championship. I can worry about us as fans. We can worry about where that game's going to be played. We want it to be played at Gillette. How do you get it? The best chance for that to happen? Charges going to Kansas City in the divisional round. So... It would be nice to see, just in the divisional round to see Baltimore come to Gillette, in my opinion. But if we're thinking bigger picture, we should want Houston because that means the Chargers have a chance, they could be Baltimore, to go into Kansas City and win that game. And the Chargers, uh, they will play on Sunday against Baltimore. So we will already know by Sunday morning, what the potential Patriots matchup could be, right? Because Indy and Houston play Saturday at 4.30. But, um, so what I'll be rooting for on Saturday at 4.35, I'll be rooting for Houston. Because if Houston wins, that means the winner of Chargers in Baltimore plays Kansas City. And at that point on Sunday at 105, I'll be rooting for the Chargers to beat Baltimore. That's what I'm rooting for. And that's what Patriots fans, other Patriots fans, should be rooting for as well. And, um, you know, I really could see right now, honestly, I could see, I could see Patriots charges AFC Championship at Gillette. I could. I could. I could see it. I could see Patriots charges AFC Championship at Gillette. And NFC Championship, I mean, like I told you, I think Bears and the Cowboys, those top two defenses, at home, I think they win their wild card round games. And then, you know, the Bears would go to L.A. A, a Rams team that the Bears already beat. The Bears held the Rams to six points a couple weeks ago. But that was in Chicago. Cold weather will probably not be a factor in L.A. in that divisional round game. So I don't know that i pick against the Rams at home. But the Cowboys would then go to New Orleans. I, I don't think there's any way the Cowboys would win that. I really don't think so. But uh, 
at that point, I, I'd, I'd say Saints-Rams, NFC Championship, maybe Saints-Bears. Either way, the NFC Championship will be New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans gets upset in the divisional round, whether it's Philly uh, or Dallas or Seattle. I, I don't think the Saints get upset. But that's the way it looks. I'll make my official picks on Thursday. And all of my playoff predictions. It's a great time of year. And, um, you know, embrace it. If you're a Patriots fan, I know I can get wacky and crazy with the scenarios and I can yell and scream at ESPN and, and the people who don't want to give the Patriots credit. Embrace it. Because we're get you know, we are, as much as I knock the people who root for the Patriots' demise, reality is... As Brady does get older, you know, and as Bel- even as Belichick gets older, the window is not getting any larger. It's only getting smaller. Not to say window's going to close this year. I don't even know if it's going to close next year. You might get we might get two or three more years of this. But however long it is, embrace it because what we feel right now is hope. You know, there's a shot. The Patriots. It's realistic that you can get to the Super Bowl. And once you're in that game, as we know, anything can happen. You got a shot. Patriots got a shot. Enjoy that shot. Enjoy the hope that you have with this team, that you can have, the realistic sense that they can win it all still. Because you look around the league, man, and it's like, how do you feel if you're a Raiders fan today? How do you feel if you're a Cardinals fan today? How do you feel if you're a Jets fan today? How do you feel if you're a Bengals fan today? Right? You got coaches getting fired. Bengals, they finally get rid of Marvin Lewis. Though they'll probably <laughs> they'll probably hire Hugh Jackson now, which won't at that point it's like you might as well have kept Marvin Lewis. You know, the Jets fire their coach. Arizona, they fire their coach. Anybody else? Am I missing anyone? I mean, should should Mike Tomlin be fighting Pittsburgh? Maybe. I mean, maybe. You know, I don't think it would be cra- a crazy idea. Uh, Oakland, they're bringing in Mike Mayock as the GM. Uh, you got moves all over. But but what is? imagine what it's like to be some of these teams that they know they go in the next season. And they don't really have a shot next year. Like, they don't even have hope for next year. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think embrace this. Embrace what you got. It's a fun time of year. And um, playoff football is always a lot more exciting when our team is involved, when your team is involved. And right now, the Patriots are still involved. And while they're involved and while they have a realistic shot to still win it all, Embrace it and enjoy it. So I'll be back on Thursday to give you my picks for the wild card round with the spread. Uh, I'll give you my predictions for the entire playoffs. And um, yeah, we'll get into it. Playoff football, it is here. And I can't wait. Wild card round begins on Saturday. Outside of the NFL, just to wrap up the show with a couple things. uh, Before I give you my 2019 predictions, just four or five quick hits predictions for 2019. I had to put them in a column for the Boston Metro newspaper, so I might as well give them to you here, too. Before I get to that, though, just a couple quick hits here. Uh, 
I, I did mention the Floyd Mayweather potential fight in Tokyo on New Year's Eve. I talked about it a couple months ago, and it was very weird where they had the press conference, and then Mayweather, like, right after the press conference, like, backed out of it and said, oh, you know, I'm not, we're not going to do it anymore. Like, um, we didn't think there was even going to be a press conference till we showed up, and they kind of threw us into it. Mayweather's full of shit, okay? And I, I kind of told you that. Mayweather ended up having the fight. Now, because of the time difference in Tokyo, this fight has already happened. <laughs> I watched the highlight. You can watch the highlight on Twitter. And I told you this a couple months ago, that if Mayweather fought this kid, Tenshin Nasukawa, what is he, 20 years old? Is he even 20? I don't even know. He's a kickboxer. He's a phenom kickboxer in, in Tokyo. But Mayweather, I told you this months ago, Mayweather towers over him. This kid is tiny. And he's a kickboxer. And you knew Mayweather wasn't going to get in a kickboxing fight because he'd he'd get his head kicked off his shoulders. Mayweather was only going to do this if there would be no kicks and it was strictly boxing. And I told you, if that's the case, Mayweather in a boxing match against a kickboxer who Mayweather towers over wouldn't even be, I mean, this wouldn't even be a contest. And I was right. Mayweather knocked this kid down with headshots twice in the first round. And after the second one, he knocked him down. The kid tries to get up. Mayweather's doing a little dance in the middle of the ring. The kid tries to get up. He stumbles. He's in la-la land. And the Nasakawa, the kid's corner, had no choice but to throw in the towel. So Mayweather knocked him down twice, and that was it. First round, over. $9 million. (laughs) Like, really? That was easy. Easiest nine mil Mayweather has ever made. Now, Mayweather, who's in fights, doesn't really get hit. He's quick, known for his defense. I mean, this kid didn't stand a chance. I told you that. So, that fight is in the books. That fight was over quick. Um... I don't have any more analysis on that. We will have the Winter Classic between the Bruins and the Blackhawks at Notre Dame, which is cool. But (laughs) let's be honest there, guys. This would be a lot better, and I'd be a lot more excited to watch this if the NHL didn't already ruin the outdoor game. They ruined it. it. The outdoor game in the NHL, I don't care where you play it. I don't care where you play the outdoor game. It's done. It's over. It's ruined. I don't care. That's how I know it's ruined. I love hockey. I love the mystique of an outdoor game. But only once in a while. Not multiple outdoor games in a single season. Not an outdoor series. Right? Not not an outdoor game in, in L.A. Like, no, no, no. They ruined the outdoor game. The NHL butchered the outdoor game, which means they butchered the Winter Classic, which means I'm not all that interested in Bruins Blackhawks at Notre Dame. At least I'm not as interested as I probably should be. As a hockey fan, as a hockey guy, as somebody who loves the, just in general, a game outdoors, the NHL ruined it. They gave us too many. And I, I I don't understand it. Like, I don't, I guess money. 
you know, the, the more money you bring in with it, the better they think it is. And um, I think it was a mistake. Because they they ruined, to me, like, they might have, I think they should get rid of the outdoor game for five years. And they should say, we're doing one every five, we'll do one every four years, or one every three years. Get rid of it for a bit. They ruined it. I'm not excited for it. I'm really not. I should be. I should be. But I am not. So with that, I'll close out the show. A couple quick predictions. Um, you know, I had to throw these together. Had to come up with something. Had to look into the crystal ball, if you will. And when I look into the crystal ball, my couple of my predictions, one, I'll stay away from Patriots and NFL stuff because I uh, you know, I got NFL predictions coming with the playoffs beginning. I'm going to save that. Outside of the NFL, my 2019 predictions. And I was told, first of all, I was told by my editor that these had to be Boston sports related. Well, one of my predictions was Anthony Davis will be traded. And the reason I say this is Boston sports related is is not because he's traded to the Celtics. I think Anthony Davis will be traded to the Lakers. And it'll it'll affect the Celtics. It is a Boston sports prediction because I'm basically predicting Anthony Davis will not be traded to the Celtics. There's a lot of talk about that. And I kind of scratched my head. Um, you know, I, I, I don't... It's definitely not going to happen this year because, you know, the rule with the contracts and you have Kyrie's contract which is a, a certain type of contract that Anthony Davis has, and you can't have two of those same contracts um, on your roster at the same time. So the Celtics have to wait till the offseason to trade for Anthony Davis if they wanted to by, by the NBA, you know, CBA. So I think the Lakers are going to trade for Anthony Davis this year. I, I think it's going to happen. When's the trade deadline? February? I think the Lakers will trade for Anthony Davis. And it's a it's a Boston sports prediction because there's been a lot of talk about Anthony Davis getting traded to the Celtics. Whether it's based on facts or not, there's a lot of talk about it. And my prediction is that Anthony Davis, he will be traded. It just won't be to the Celtics. It'll be to the Lakers. To LeBron James's Lakers. And speaking of LeBron, real quick, he's walking in the arena with a glass of wine. He's doing a feature story where he's looking up at his highlights, telling people that this is where he became the greatest of all time. I believe, and I've said this many times before, LeBron James is trolling you, okay? LeBron James is saying things to purposely get a rise out of you, to purposely be the focal point of discussion on ESPN and Fox Sports 1, to get you to talk about him on social media. LeBron James is trolling everybody and you continue to buy into it. Why why can't you understand that LeBron James is just trolling you? He is. He's doing it on purpose. And and, and the more you buy into it, the more he's going to do it. But he's trolling you right now. And I think he will will talk the Lakers into doing something to trade for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis will be a Laker, in my prediction, this season. That's my prediction. Another prediction. 
bringing it back to Boston sports, the Bruins. A prediction I make is that the Bruins will make a trade. They will trade Tuka Rask, whether it's before this year's trade deadline or in the offseason. Now, me personally, I would hate to see this happen, but there's no denying Rask is being outplayed right now by Yaroslav Halak. And Halak is, you know, he's, I mean, it's simple. He's outplaying him. But Tuka's dealt with some stuff. He had to take the leave of absence. Um, I, I would hate to see this trade happen, but who knows? This could be a change of scenery that maybe even Tuca wants. Like I, a prediction that, that I'm going to give you is that I think Tuca Rask might get traded and, and I would hate to see it happen, but who, you know what? It might be Tuca needing to change of scenery, wanting to change of scenery more than anything that it's my thought on it, but that's a prediction. Bruins will trade Tuka Rask. I don't want to see it happen, but I think you could. Another prediction, the Red Sox will trade Jackie Bradley Jr. I believe this might be the most realistic thing and realistic prediction I say ever. I say it because Jackie Bradley Jr., not because I don't like him. I do like him. I'm a fan of his. I'm, I'm somebody that actually is in the Jackie Bradley Jr. fan club, mainly because of his defense. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. will be a free agent after this coming season. He'll be 29 in April. If you look at his career, he's only hit better than 250 once in his six years in the league, in the majors. He hit 267 in 2016. His agent is Scott Boris. Boris is going to have him hit free agency and... You know, the talking points that Boris is going to have is Jackie Bradley Jr., huge hits in the playoffs for the, for the World Series champion Red Sox, and defense that you'll never see anywhere in center field. Boris, I think, is going to get Bradley Jr. paid for his defense, okay? And I think that the Red Sox, given some of the contracts they're going to have to dish out the next two years, Mookie Betts, you look at Xander Bogots, even Chris Sale, I mean, and they got some others there. I, they're, they're not going to be able to bring everyone back. And I don't think you're going to just let Jackie Bradley Jr. walk. I'm telling you right now, a prediction I'm going to make is that the Red Sox will trade Jackie Bradley Jr. at some point in 2019, whether it's this offseason, whether it's before the trade deadline next year, you'll put Mookie Betts in center field, and you'll move J.D. Martinez to right. Or maybe there's a move where you bring in a veteran center fielder to give you some defense that can hit you 260, and and you keep Mookie in right, and J.D. Martinez is your DH. I, you know, I just don't think Jackie Bradley Jr. is untouchable, and because of some of the other contracts you got to dish out, a prediction I'm going to make is that the Red Sox will trade Jackie Bradley Jr. And then one other prediction I'll give you is that the Boston Celtics without making any crazy trade, not even if whether they do or they don't, the Celtics are going to win the Eastern Conference. Not They might not be the one seed, but they're going to come out of the East. The Celtics will advance to the NBA Finals, but they will lose to Golden State. I think the Warriors are a team that's destined for a three-peat. Um, but my prediction is the Celtics will get to the Finals. You know, a lot of people knocking them right now. They have struggled. At least they have not 
played up to the expectations. And I think because of that, you got some people thinking that, wow, you know, they're lucky if they just get to the East Finals. Well, it's early. They got some things to work out. I think they'll work those things out. I think talent in the NBA wins out over anything. And um, the Celtics are a very talented team. And I think top to bottom, the Celtics are the most talented team in the Eastern Conference. And that's why I think the Celtics will win the East, get to the NBA Finals, but that's where they will lose to the Golden State Warriors. That is the show, and that is the final time. I will talk to you in 2018. I will be back on Thursday for the first show of 2019. Don't forget to download my best of 2018 episode of the podcast, which I released a couple days ago. So get that show. Um, Be safe on New Year's Eve. If you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Happy New Year, and I will talk to you in 2019. See you.